Welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan nonprofit empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. You can visit our website, wiseuptx.org, and find us on all social media platforms. This is Poonam Kaji, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host. Thanks for tuning in today. We are very focused on elections this year in 2022. Uh, First, we've got primary elections coming up on March 1. And so we want you to save the date to remind your friends and family, double check your voter registration and get out there and vote in the primary. The primary election is where you go and you pick uh, either the Democratic or Republican Party, and you um, basically are selecting who will be your nominee for the upcoming election. So, for example, if you're going in there and you're voting for governor primary, you would go in and vote under the Democratic or Republican primaries, and you would select the person that you want to be the candidate. Um, the election will be in November 2022. And I cannot emphasize enough, there will be a lot of important positions on on this election. There is not only the governor's race, which will get a lot of attention, but also U.S. Congress. Every single seat in U.S. Congress is up for re-election in 2022. The Texas State House and the Texas State Senate are also up for re-election. And last, but certainly not least, there are other very important statewide offices in Texas that are up for re-election. For example, the Texas Land Commissioner. And today we have with us Janissa, who is running for Texas Land Commissioner, and she's going to help us understand more about what does that position do and about her story as a candidate. So Jenny, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So tell us, uh, before we jump into what is a Texas Land Commissioner and what do they do, tell us about you. Who are you and um, what got you into this this particular campaign. So my name is Jenny Sue, and I'm running for Texas Land Commissioner, as you just said. I am running for this seat because I have a strong passion for science. I'm the founder and leader of Immunize Texas. I've been fighting for better public health policy for six years at the Texas State Capitol. And when I look at the Texas Land Commissioner seat, what I see is a need for a leader that accepts climate change as real. And that's what I want to do. I want to um, get into this office, lead the general land office, which is the state agency under the Texas Land Commissioner, and make sure we enact policies that are based on facts, science, and evidence so that we can get in front of climate change, we can be be better prepared for natural disasters. And at the same time, I want to strengthen our energy grid by increasing our incentives for renewables and making sure that Texans can rely on good quality jobs and high paying jobs. And then um, what the general land office funds is public education and veterans benefits. So those are both things that are important to me as well. As a working mom of two small children, former teacher, former PTA president, you know, I can see how our schools are struggling without the, the, the appropriate support. So the Texas land commissioner has a lot to do with making sure that our schools get that money so that they can pay their staff and pay for supplies and make sure that kids are supported and and the teachers and staff are treated with respect. So for all of these reasons, I'm running for this seat, uh, the Texas Land Commissioner race. So I think a lot of people probably when they see Texas Land Commissioner are thinking 
cattle or, you know, agriculture, you know, just, just something totally different. And a lot of people might go, uh, when they're in, when they're going to vote and they look at things and they think, I don't know what that is. So I don't know how to vote for it. So if you, you broke it down a little bit just now in your introduction and telling us about your background, but how would you explain what, it, what is this position and, and what does it do? So the mission statement is really to be a prudent steward of the land. So Texas has a number of state land parcels that we contract and lease out to various um, corporations. There are mineral rights that we have in certain parts of the state and especially in the Houston area and the coastal bend, we have a lot of state lands that are leased out to oil and gas. And like I said, the money that is generated from those contracts, they go to something called the permanent school fund, which goes to our K through 12 public schools. And then there's also a portion that goes to veterans benefits, mostly for housing. So the general land office, the state agency that the Texas land commissioner oversees, they actually are engaged in giving mortgages and home loan improvement loan, I'm sorry, home improvement loans to veterans at a low rate so that they can own their first home and make sure that they have a, a proper, you know, nice place to live. So these are the kinds of things that come out of the general land office. And again, you know, I really think it's important that we have a Texas land commissioner that cares about the job that isn't using it as a stepping stone and that can really enact some policies that are progressive and prepare us for the future. You know, we've done some survey work with the South Asian community in the past to try to get a better understanding of the issues that are most important for South Asians. And on top of the list is always education. Um, and I actually didn't realize that the Texas Land Commissioner played any role in that. So you touched on it, but how do you think this role can impact education and, and how would you do that as a if you were elected? So if elected, I, I have identified at least three ways that I could strengthen our support for public education. Number one, I would have to obviously manage the contracts that are that are part of the general land office responsibly, shrewdly, so that that money actually gets generated. Um, the other thing that has been happening, we actually in 2019 had an amendment, a constitutional amendment to talk about. Uh, what is the maximum amount that could be put into the permanent school fund. So in 2019, over 70% of Texas voters voted to increase the cap from 300 million a year to 600 million a year. I would actually advocate for that being raised even further so that our schools can get more funding. And then the third thing I would like to do is work with other organizations. I'm very big on collaboration. I have been organizing statewide for Immunized Texas for so many years. I know how to work with people no matter where they're from or what party they're from or you know, what they represent. So I see a, a path forward where we can bring together you know, all different leaders and organization leaders and elected officials and talk about you know, what can we do as a team to make sure that our public schools are supported. So I, I think that the Texas Land Commissioner has a great deal of, of influence with that position. And I would love to be able to see um, you know, again, hoping it's me, I would love to be able to carry that mission out. And I would love to make sure that our public schools, our kids are supported because, you know, what I see every day with my own kids in our public school is really a lot of needs that are not being met. I, I think it's you know, remarkable that we have an Asian American woman running for Texas statewide office. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times we see these firsts happening in the last, you know, um, several years, we start to see these firsts happening and it's, 
a moment of trailblazing. Um, how do you feel kind of taking on that role? What does it mean to you to be, to be running for statewide office as an Asian American woman? I think it's incredibly important for Texas to see itself in its elected officials. You know, I think um, when you look at the growth in Texas, 95% of our growth over the past 10 years has come from communities of color. And out of that, Asians have been the fastest growing group. So it's about time that we see candidates who are from the Asian American community. And I think it's also about time that we see more elected officials that are Asian American. I certainly don't want to um, hide the fact that I'm Asian American. I certainly am running as a proud Asian American for this office as a woman of color. Because again, I think when you look at um, the state of politics right now, the sort of uh, disenfranchisement of so many voters, the disillusionment of so many voters, what we need to see are candidates who really excite people and really bring them to the polls. I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with registering voters, we all wanna do that, but there's a second step. It's not just about registering them, it's about getting them to the polls so they can actually cast their votes. And right now, when I think about, say a working mom who's got two jobs to make ends meet, I think about what will motivate her to actually take the time to take time off of work or find a babysitter for her children and go to the polls and vote. And I think it's about having diversity in our in our statewide candidates and of course our down ballot candidates. I think every candidate brings something to the table. So the more diversity we have, the more represent, representation we have and the better chance we have to become a really truly voting state. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's true. You know, we talk a lot on the podcast about getting out to vote and I know it's easily said to say, come on, just go out and vote. But for people every day, um, it can be very hard to get the time off work. People may not know, am I allowed to ask my boss for the time off work? Am I not allowed? You know, and you may uh, not get paid for that time if you have to break away from work, even if you lawfully are able to go vote. Um, usually it's like, oh, if you can vote after work hours, then just go do that. But of course, then there could be childcare issues. So yeah, it's, it's easier said than done. And I think we um, need to give our voters something to go out and vote for. Um, and I think that's that hopefully people get really fired up in 2022. I, I know for me, my mission is to let people know how important this election is. This is just as important as a presidential, if not more. Um, and it, it's really important to get out there. So I'd love to hear, you know, we uh, air this podcast also on Radio Azad. And we, we uh, I think this podcast is helpful for everybody, but for our South Asian followers and listeners, this is their opportunity to hear from candidates. So what would you tell our South Asian listeners who are tuning in? What is your message for them? I think like so many Asians and South Asians are included in that, obviously, um, and really all communities of color. There's something to be said about our experiences and our backgrounds, you know, influencing the way we look at the world. And what I can tell you is that I have grown up with my own struggles. I didn't have health insurance as a child. I grew up on sleeping on secondhand furniture. My parents were that typical immigrant story of working all the time to make sure their children had a better future. And I come from that story. I come from that background. And because of that, everything that I want to do is about protecting the Texans of our state. I am all about the people. I am not somebody that is looking just to 
you know, get my wealthy friends more wealthy. You know, this is about Texas. This is about being a proud Texan. This is about my children's future, your children's future. So everything I do is about making things better for every pe everyone in the state, not just a select group. And I, I certainly hope that um, voters really, no matter where they come from, can see that as being my, my main goal and priority. And I, hopefully they'll support me because I think, um, you know, we've we've suffered for a while now with leaders that seem very out of touch and that don't really understand the struggles of everyday people. And that needs to change if we want to see our, our state get. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so appreciative that you wanted to come talk to our followers and our listeners. And um, it's exciting to see a Asian American running for statewide office, that your name will be on the ballot, um, already changes things for Texas. So um, thanks for doing that. And thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciated the chance to speak with you. Absolutely. Well, that concludes our interview. As a reminder, Wise of Texas is nonpartisan and a nonprofit organization. We welcome interviews with candidates who want to talk to our South Asian followers, and we don't endorse any candidates or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on most platforms where podcasts are available and select episodes will air on Radio Azad and DFW. Thanks for listening. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoop with Wise of Texas.